Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We, 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 we have a certain place in a certain situation that God takes. So we should be accordingly. And we in his house, we should bring down all praise. What we hold back for. It's in this revival. Don't hold back your praise. And give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Warm up a little bit. been a while since I've been in revival. Five years. Five years. And I think about it every year I'm missing. Pastor Abby, Joe, what you doing this week? Uh, man, I, I got work. <laughs> next year, Joe, what you doing? You know, I'm still on night shift. I can't make it. This time, I made it. So glad to be here. Man. I'm glad to see you all here. And I know it's only a few of us here. But we're going to praise the Lord anyway, yes, right? Yes, I know that's right, man. I know you're ready to rock out. I ain't going to hold us up too much longer. Let's get into the presence of the Lord. Let us bow our heads. Father God, Father, we gathered this day at this time, a time that you set in place because you are sovereign and you have control, Father. It is your will that we be here to worship your holy name today. And this is youth day, Father, and there would not be many here, but let those who are youth here today feel your marvelous presence. Let them not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. May they be filled with all courage and power and love as they continue to go forward with the things that they deal with in this world today. Touch them, Father. And touch us all here as we worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Across the street, and 
And uh, it had some unusual, you know, activity going on at the time. When we pulled up, it usually wasn't people just standing around out in the middle of the lawn looking around and stuff. I'm saying, well, I don't look right. Well, this was going in the house and um, put the children in bed and just kick it back for the night. So that's my wife and I laying there. We get finally get to, you know, you just get sleep, you know, you just get in there. And all of a sudden, here, my wife woke up and she shook me. She said, "Baby, what is that?" And I look up and I look up again. It's somebody outside our house unloading an AK-47. Yeah, my wife said, "What are we gonna do?" I said, "We gonna pray." I had a thumper in the closet. No, leave the thumper in the closet. started praying and as we prayed the gunshots continued they continued to fire until we heard the car drive off the next day everybody that was within that vicinity came up to talk about what happened and even the family that came from across the street they came and told us that you know they, they, they shot the house up and the, the bullets you know it's a high caliber assault rifle so it completely decimated the porch in the front part of the house. But no one in the house got hit. My next door neighbor, she was mosey. And she was in the window. And she told me, you know what, they're shooting. And I, I, a bullet passed right over my head. She neighbor across the street said to me, you know, I was asleep. And I woke up, and before I could raise my head up, a bullet passed through my house right above my head. We, asked, we didn't just ask for protection for us. We asked for protection for everybody in that city. Anybody within that line of fire. Lord, protect me. Later on that week, um, the guy's name was Calvin. He came and spoke to me. He said, you know, no Joseph, uh, and you know, uh, I know you, I'm sorry about what happened. You ain't gonna apologize to me. He says, but just want you to know that uh, no one got hurt. It said there was 27 people in the house. No one got hit. Later on down the line, we hear more about the story. It said it was a family member shooting at their own family. And thank God for Jesus that they, they say that the only reason they pulled off is because the gun jammed up and they couldn't reload it. So she pulled off and left and didn't come back. Hallelujah. Does a prayer change it? Don't we serve Almighty God? Who's in control of all of this universe? He dispatched his angels. He dispatched his angels. He came on down there. Like, all right, let me get done with it. And another angel over there with the bullets. You see, just imagine. You see the movies when you see the superhero movies and you see them dodging bullets. If you see the trajectory of a bullet as it passes by, your angel just. Lord, he's still praying. Yes, he's still praying. He's saying, he asked for protection to look to you. How about here? Down the road, down, down here. Let's protect them too. No one got here. Because he's that good. Ain't he good? That's my testimony to prayer. And when you belong to God, we have a special, a special relationship where we can communicate and we can ask for things. And then ain't nothing better 
and asking for him to protect those who are the very image and likeness of him. Amen. Amen. That's my testimony. I encourage you to come up and share your testimony. Please come. Amen. Share your testimony about how good God has been to you. Is he excellent? Is he excellent? I must be in the wrong place. Is he excellent? I'm going to have to start, you know, I'm going to break up the air pump and start pumping and crying. Because he's excellent. His name is excellent. And his name. around the throne crowd, holy, holy, holy. 24 elders around the throne. They, they don't just place their crowns down, they throw their crowns down and they throw themselves on their hands and their knees and they worship him who is excellent in his majesty. Oh, let's get a little hand clap of praise. Sovereign in heaven for a half hour in, in, in the text. I'm going to right past. Y'all tell me, give me the game. I only read in, in, in the scripture one time. I was silent in heaven for half a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure I'm on point. We were silent in heaven for just one half hour. Yeah. Mm. Well, well. It's not a silent place to be. It's like a dress rehearsal. Let me, let me start. This revival, y'all. Come on. Come on. All right, I'm sorry. Stop. We tired. We tired, right? That's what I'm talking about. Somebody said something. Hallelujah. Yes, there we go. I know there's a, at that Golden State game. I'm going to keep calling them out, too. That Golden State game, you know. Like, he, he hit it. Tom's hit that three. You're like, Restoration members over here. Come on. House of Restoration is in the house today. Praising the Lord here in support of Pastor Caldwell. Amen. So I just want to thank you all for being here. You could have been anywhere. You could have been at home with Netflix. 
You could have been at home scrolling Facebook, burning your chicken while you're on Facebook. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, we stop. But welcome. We greet you with warm arms and me with my anecdotes. Forgive me, but I love you with the love of the Lord. And we love you too here at God's house of prayer. Amen. Amen. So thank you for being here. And I'm going to turn it over to my, my beloved pastor, Pastor Walker, for the introduction of our evangelist tonight. Somebody get going and hand clap of praise in here. Come on, you can be better than that. Give me some praise to God who woke me up this morning. Come on, man. My God is worthy of all praise. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. To Him be the glory forever and ever and ever. The God who created the universe. The God who spoke the universe into existence. To Him, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To Him and His Son Jesus, who blood covers us. To Him be the glory forever and ever and ever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For who you are. Oh, praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Whew, God is good. I went to a funeral this morning and one of our dear friends, uh, some of you might know, Reverend uh, Lewis, uh, was one of the second preachers and he was funeralized this morning and we uh, praise the Lord because we know he's been home to be with the Lord and so we were celebrating his home going this morning. And so, yeah, forgive me, I'm still in that celebratory uh, uh, atmosphere because God has, it was good to him all of his life. And so, we give God the praise. Some years ago, uh, my wife and I was in uh, Massachusetts, uh, this is some of my family friends, and that was a time of the Boston uh, Massacre. <coughs> marathon running and they uh, had a lot of people killed there and the highways were all jammed up and I had to be back here to preach that Sunday and I, I realized I wasn't going to make it back. And so I, I talked to one of my uh, dear friends, Elder Timothy Scott, and I said, uh, I said, Elder Scott, uh, I need somebody to, to fill in for me until I get back. Uh, he recommended a young man Name Roland Caldwell. <laughs> so I said, Well, uh, I'll give him a call. I don't, because he, we didn't know each other then. So I didn't know if he was going to come here or not. And so I asked him, and his reaction was, Yeah, I'll do it. And, and I just want to thank him for that time he came. Oh, by the way, when he came here, when I got back, I knew that he was here, that they was telling, this, this, this young preacher was anointed, this young preacher, oh, this preacher can preach, oh, oh. I said, oh, I miss that. <laughs> but I want to thank you, my brother, for, for being uh, there for me when I need you. You can always tell a good man of God by his humility. Uh, humility is a key to me. You know, when I see a humble man, I know that God is working to him. And so uh, at the next available uh, time, we're going to hear the word of God from this young, anointed preacher, uh, Reverend Roland Caldwell, uh, pastor of House of Restoration. Uh, I 
you anointed from head to toe, Father God. Let his mind and his heart be filled with your word. Let your word seep through his veins. Let your word fill him up, Father. So that when he opens his mouth, all he speaks is your word. Father God, bless him as he goes forward. who can just lift their hands and say, I thank God that he's given me another day. Even though I didn't bow all my eyes and cross all my T's, I'm still glad that he's allowing me to see another day. It's a honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, Pastor, I do not take this for granted for you to open up your pulpit allow me to bless your people, amen. Let's give the angel of this house Pastor Bless you, Pastor. So my man holding this pulpit down, Lord, bless your heart. Let's give him a hand. Amen. To my wonderful wife, she's up in the place, and my little young fella, Noah. It's always good to have you with me. sitting right on the left side of her, on the right side of her. Let's bless you and to the members of you who are here from the House of Restoration. Thank you guys for coming. There is a word from the Lord today, amen. I said there's a word from the Lord today, amen. Uh, we didn't let the work all day, we didn't let the school, we didn't did everything, but now it's the time to worship God, amen. The Bible says, I'm glad you did shout out to me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Is anybody here just glad to be in the house of the Lord? Glad to be anywhere else. God allows us to walk into this place. I didn't see nobody go with it here, so that's good news that God has allowed us to walk into his presence. Just one more time, amen. Uh, I have two rules. I, I don't like to labor long, but I like to labor strong, amen. And then two, I, I, I don't want this to be a monologue. This is a dialogue, so when I talk, you talk back, amen? Let's try it. When I stop, you say amen. And when I stop talking, you talk. Amen. We're going to move forward. There's a word from the Lord, Mark chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 10. Very familiar passage. I was back there in the office, kind of juggling with what the Lord wanted me to say today. I had one thing on my heart, but when I sat down, he gave me something else. And so I want to go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. I'll be reading from the ESV version, but we understand that the truth is the truth. Amen. I'll be reading one more time. If you got to say amen. If you need a second, say mercy. All right, all right. I shouldn't take you that long. 
Hey, Amen. You hope you don't have a phone either. Take your head on. Amen. <laughs> Mark chapter 10, verse 46. I'd like to read this in your hearing. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said to the man called, and they called him, take heart, sir, get up, he's calling you. Okay. Yeah. Right. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Yeah. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. Yeah, right. And the text says, immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus on his way. Just for a moment for my young adults in here, I want to speak from the thought, turn down for what? I'm going to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, I don't know what you've been through, but turn down for what? Come on, young adults, tell me preachers. Look at the person next to you and say, neighbor, I know you're tired. I know you're tired. But we came here to give God praise. Turn down for what? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Beloved, in 2013, the artist little John, who had won at one point went dormant for seven years, finally with a guy named DJ Snake came out with a song that not only hit the top of music charts, but it created an epidemic, it created an outbreak, a slogan around the country that almost every person you encountered, experienced, or saw at some point had to say. You remember back then from the President of the United States, Barack Obama, to pastors in pulpits, from family gatherings to club hoppers on Friday night. At some point, if you did not live under a rock, you found yourself around someone or somebody full of excitement, energy, and emotion, yelling to the top of their lungs, turn down for what? Rather, they were expressing a total moment of elation, ecstasy, and excitement in the most exuberant and audacious way. Or a total moment of just being excited in the words of little John. Had a few shots fired up and now you're ready to party. Whatever it was, whatever it is, when you heard this saying, it was suggesting that somebody was getting ready to go to another level.
name and then mentions his father's name to explain to the reader exactly who he was. Because Bartimaeus the mother carried popularity within their society, but he also carried a problem that society could not fix. And many of us have this same problem. We're, we're popular with a lot of people around us uh, who can't heal our wounds. Uh, we, we, they can't fix our problems. They, they can't solve our issues. Uh, so everybody that's in our context knows about our limitations. Uh, uh, we have a crowd around us full of people uh, who cannot help because they assume uh, because you're popular, you don't carry a problem. Uh, just to someone that popularity doesn't suggest that you're well. It only suggests that you're well at hiding. You're only well at hiding some things. Just because you're popular doesn't mean that life is good. Just because they have a chain doesn't mean they have a cure. You can have all the sauce and still need the Savior. You can be popular with a problem with no So, beloved, like Bartimaeus in the text, they can only comfort you by giving you what you beg for instead of what you need. Yeah. Mark says his name, his father's name, and his condition in one breath. Because instead of success being connected to his name, his condition, his crippleness, and his constraints was connected to who he was. Here, brother, Mark starts the scene off with Jesus leaving Jericho with his disciples and a huge crowd following behind them. And according to the text, Jesus is heading to Jerusalem to be crucified when he stops to heal a blind man named Bartimaeus. Now, beloved, according to historians, especially the one named Josephus, the walk from Jerusalem to Jericho was about 18 miles away. Jerusalem sat on a hill about 2,500 feet above sea level, while the city of Jericho sat about 800 feet below sea level. Let me paint this picture. And so meaning here in this text, we see Jesus before he went to the hill in Jerusalem to save all. He stopped by the valley to heal one. Josephus suggests that it was an 18 mile walk before where Jesus was at where he met Bartimaeus and where he was going on the cross. But if you look at the geographical location, Jerusalem was sitting on top of a hill while the place where Bartimaeus was was in a valley. Meaning Jesus would stop exactly where you are to take you where he desires you to be. But he desires to lead you to a place you've never been before. But look, Jesus will give you sight in the valley so you're able to see the cross on the hill. You missed that. So he'll give you sight in positions where you feel like you cannot make it to take you to a place where joy is. I don't know who I'm talking to in here. Thank <laughs> you. 
Your eye, 
eyes, but you have no direction in your heart. So you're growing old, but you're not growing wise because you're blind just like the man begging for things he don't need. Get this. You're blind enough to the system that locks millions of black people up year by year. We're blind to the fact that drugs are being pumped in our neighborhoods while jobs are leaving. We're blind to the fact that the government has promoted the LGBTQ community so much in our TV shows that everybody's experimenting now because it's an epidemic. We're blind to the fact that we live in a country that's still racist. We're blind to the fact that we're still living in a time where our complexion has become a threat to society. We're blind to the fact that we lost direction trying to lead our kids when we're lost ourselves. Bartimaeus is blind. And because he's blind, he's broke. And because he's broke, he begs. And the text suggests that while doing what he always does, and a lot of us can suggest that God found us in a circle doing the same mess every day, same club every day, same bar every day, same cuss words every day, that he found us in a place where we didn't want to get better because we didn't know we needed Come on, the, the, the text says, by the man, he's blind because he's blind, he's broken because he's bloke, he has to beg. And while doing what he always does, he hears the crowd following Jesus and realizes it's the one who he heard about. Yeah. 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 The text says, when he hears of Jesus, he began to cry out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Well, Matthew chapter 12, 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mark speaks. But a man was tired of being the same. He was tired of living the same way, tired of being broke. He was tired of being blind. So when he hears that Jesus is close, he cries out because he didn't want to be blind forever. And he knew that if anybody could fix his situation, it had to be the God named Jesus. So when he hears that Jesus is close, he cries out because he knew that he didn't want to be in this predicament anymore. And a lot of us got to learn how to not turn down when Jesus is close. We got to learn that when the presence of God is ushered in, that's the time to open up your mouth. That's the time to give God praise. That's the time to give the Lord to stop by and handle your situation. It says that Jesus was right and he refused to be quiet.
Beloved, remember, anytime you get close to your blessing, there will always be people that will try to shut you down. You always encounter people that will try to stop you from getting your blessing from God. Beloved, never allow your surroundings to stop your praise. Uh, never allow people around you being quiet to stop you. I don't care if you tear your whole room up. You need to tell somebody, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. If you only knew how hard it was just to get out of bed this morning, you would know that I got a reason to give God praise. Come on, 
you, 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 you saw them bring me to you, right? Yes, sir. You, 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 you seen that, that I walked to you. Are you serious, Jesus? Point up. Is this a real question? He gets in the presence of Jesus and he says, well, what, what do you want? Now, this bothered me because, of course, Jesus, he wants his sight back. Yes, but I had to go back to verse 15 or I had to go back 15 verses in order to understand this question. And I'm going to sit down. The text suggests in verse 35, go read it in your extra time. Jesus was walking with some of his disciples. When they asked him, Lord, grant us our heart's desire. Jesus says, cool, I, I do whatever you want me to do. What, what do you need me to do? In verse 36, he asked the disciples, what do you want? He asked him the same question that he asked Bartimaeus, which was, what should I do for you? But the problem was, even though they followed Jesus, they got their answer wrong. The disciples' response was, Lord, allow one of us to sit on your right and the other on your left when you come into your glory. While Bartimaeus' response was, Lord, I just want my sight back. Come on. While the disciples' response was about position, Bartimaeus' response was about healing. Beloved, you got to be careful with what you ask God for because you might not like the response. While Bartimaeus received his sight, the disciples received a promise of death. Jesus asked, and I'm finished, Bartimaeus, what, what, what can I do for you? Because everybody blind don't want to see. He said, Lord, I just want my sight back. And the text says that Jesus tells the man that faith has made you hope. And the text suggests that immediately Barnabas sight came back. And I'm ending there by saying all I came to you for was my sight but you gave me salvation that because of my faith I will not leave the same way that I came. That the faith restored in my life. It's because God seen about me and in my time of need. And when he asked me what did I need?
no Bible. If it wasn't for what he did on that third day, all that we read would be in vain. But because that dead body bred, bred breath on the third day, we can claim that he still lives. He still heals. And he still reigns. Bless you and let heaven smell upon you. I pray that there was something that I said today to bless your hearts. Knowing that at the end of the day, after all that God has brought you through, turn down for what? Bless you.
But I learned a long time ago what prayer and the gospel can't do. It just can't be done. So Lord, we put our kids in your hands. Protect them from the dangers of Detroit. The dangers of a society that suggests that their complexions are Reminded that they're still kings and queens. Children of the true and living God. Set apart to look better. Saved to do great. We claim right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That these children that we pray over are protected. That Lord, even when we cannot be there, you're there. Even when their parents don't have an answer, you do. Lord, you promised us if we trust in you with all our heart, lean out to our own understanding, that you would direct our path. Lord, these children are here searching for a path, and we're trusting in you to give them direction. Protect them, Lord, for the bullets from the influence of drugs, from peer pressure, as they walk to school, as they go into the school system that promotes most sin and salvation, we ask you just to cover them. Yes. Remind them that their life is not their own, but they belong to you. Now I ask you, Lord, just to watch over them, keep them, protect them, touch their heads, touch their hearts, don't allow them in places where they should not be. But open up doors that opens up opportunities that their neighborhoods may not offer. Allow them to be surrounded around positive influence that will allow them to be greater than what their parents offer. Allow their future not to be based on man, but to be based on your kingdom. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus that there's secrets is what you can do. Just like you raised us, you can do the same with them. So we declare right now that you touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Let them know in all things you are God. That you're not just a man that is painted on the wall, but you're someone who will rock you to sleep at night. You're someone that can heal the wounds. You're somebody that can bring peace to chaos. You're not a picture, but you're a person in our lives. So we ask you right now in the name of Jesus, let them create a relationship with you that's greater than what a church can offer. Something that you can only give them. Allow the influences around them to be a direction, a sign, a signal to who you are. Lord, we know we're not perfect, but once again, we are perfect, God. Therefore, we release our will and we uphold yours, knowing that these are your children and their lives belong to you. So we thank you, Lord, we praise you, we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, God. God bless you, little children. Well, 
forget that we have some refreshments downstairs. So after uh, I do a few remarks, I'm going to pass the mic over to our preacher, Pastor Carwell, and we'll give final remarks and we'll go downstairs and uh, eat. I need to thank some people because some of you have been here all three nights. Thank you so much for your attendance. Uh, House of Restoration, God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we thank our young adults who uh, serve refreshments with their downstairs getting ready for us. Randy, God bless you. You women. God sent us. Amen. I want to thank uh, my minister uh, Hardaway here who did it every night. And some of you don't know, but he's had to drive 20 miles to get here and he's come here rushing. And I, I just thank you for your dedication, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. And to the preacher. Wow. <laughs> God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much for that inspiring message. We live in a world and a time where we need a message like that to restore our confidence and to help us to know that there is a God. There is someone, like Job said, there's someone in heaven who can help me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I went out, so the hours getting late, so we're going to ask uh, Reverend Carwell if you will come and give your final remarks and the benediction. And we'll be blessed with food before we go down. I thank you all, bless you, uh, for allowing me to share the word of God. I thank my family for being here. I thank your pastor. I believe time has been well spent. We're already, our hearts and minds are filled with all standing around the building. We bow our heads and turn around our Father. We thank you for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt, our minds have received. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Lord taking this time to invest in us. I ask you, Lord, that we don't leave the word where we heard it, but we pick it up and take it out into the world. Punching holes in darkness. Yes, yes. I ask you right now in the name of Jesus that ease these your believers go out into the world and tell people and remind them how good you are. Lord, we thank you because we understand that it's because of your grace and your mercy that so we never take for granted the moment you offer us a seat at the table. We never take for granted the meals that you place on our plates. So as we leave food, I ask you, Lord, that whatever is left over, they give it to somebody else. And let them taste and see that you are good. Now, Lord, we ask you to bless this food for the nourishment of our bodies. We thank you for family. We thank you for fellowship. And we definitely thank you for church fun. But now as we leave this place for never your presence, we ask you to watch, keep, and protect us. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. Present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
to the only wise God, our majesty, dominion, and power, now forth and forevermore. We all together say amen. 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 Hook somebody before you leave and tell them what you